0: Welcome to the Polaris PT Podcast. Join us as we dive into all aspects of health and wellness, from physical and mental to relationships and spirituality, with leading experts and luminaries from a broad spectrum of specializations. I'm your host, Dr. Brig Woods, performance physical therapist and owner of Polaris PT and Wellness. On the podcast today, we have Lindsay Piconi. She is an entrepreneur who focuses her life work around mindset and habits. She is the founder and owner of The Whole Life, a realtor based out of Mace, Arizona, a level two CrossFit coach, and former collegiate athlete. Lindsay coaches people all over the U.S. on everything from mindset, habits, and health. Most people reach out to her for nutritional guidance initially, but throughout their work where they shift their focus to their daily habits that affect their nutritional choices. Welcome, Lindsay, to the pod. Lindsay, thanks for coming by. You're so
1: welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: I know it's early. It's a Saturday morning. We normally don't record this early, but I appreciate you making the, the time and the effort.
1: I'm a morning person, so this is easy for me. Well, right, because you're about it. you're all about that whole life. Yep.
0: <laughs> for those of you, if you didn't listen to the intro, I know some people probably skipped through that whole life stands for...
1: Habits over everything.
0: There you go. So it's not like, <laughs> you know, it's not the it's not the other whole life. Yeah. <laughs> but for those of you guys who don't know, um, Lindsay, tell us a little bit about you, where you came from, background, like who you are? Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm recently married. So my maiden name was screws. I'm now Lindsay Paconi. Um, but I just, my husband and I just moved here from Seattle in February, um, down to Arizona. And, um, you know, my business is the whole life, but we kind of evolved over the past five years. I really, um, I started off as like a nutrition coach so people would find me who need nutrition guidance and um, I just realized over the past five years that um, people most people know what to eat and what not to eat in order to be healthier or lose weight or whatever it might be um, their goal might be but we just don't have the right habits in place so that's where the whole life comes from Um, but I came to Arizona originally so that's like a remote business I can do that from air anywhere but um, my husband and i we moved here because of the sun uh the gym down here that we're the crossfit gym that we're a part of which obviously you're in inside of um and yeah just we you know we don't have kids yet we don't have any liabilities tying us down anywhere so we can really come anywhere so here we are
0: so that little little bit of a culture shock moving from Washington to Arizona, or no?
1: Just a tad, um, but I love it because I'm a sun baby and I love the heat. My husband, on the other hand, he's he's still adjusting. But we just you know when it's really really hot, we either stay by water or stay inside AC. Well,
0: yeah, you know, you know? I mean, being in Arizona in the summertime is like being in the Midwest or the Northeast in the winter. It's yep. just pick your pick your pick your suck, right? Totally, totally. Well, and my wife is from she was born in Ray, born in Seattle. Oh. Raised in Florida. Oh, wow. And my father in law still lives up in Issaquah. So when we go, That's right. yeah. So when yeah. we go, when we go up, I've never actually never experienced beautiful washington Aww,
1: that's sad i've just
0: been there october november and december <laughs> yep
1: the worst months yeah. yeah where
0: the sun comes up at like 10 in the morning and goes down at like 3 30 yep. in the afternoon <laughs> so and it's just
1: gray the whole day
0: well yeah and i had the opportunity to go to your guys so you guys owned a crossfit gym mm-hmm. right
1: yeah yeah so we sold we had our crossfit gym up in issaquah essentially and we sold that in february before we came down here um honestly like i said just just took the opportunity to try something different. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, we owned the gym for two and a half years through COVID. So it was definitely a challenge, learned uh, yeah. a lot. Um for sure. but you know it just it was time.
0: Was it so doing owning a brick and mortar business gym specifically and in Washington during COVID, right? Because rules and restrictions were a little bit different state to state so strict was that one of the uh is that was that one of the driving forces to go more digital online
1: honestly yes yeah so it it definitely did um really encouraged me to get out of a brick and mortar for sure. So, and that's why, I mean, so I have my, the whole life, which, and I have clients all over the the country as of right now, but um, hopefully taking that all over the world eventually someday, you never know, right? No, absolutely. But uh, I just recently got into real estate as well. You know, obviously that's not like a brick and mortar, but it is more, you know, it's not like I, I'm paying like overhead of a brick and mortar business. So sick. So if you're looking for a
0: house in in Arizona, 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 Mm -hmm. Arizona, Look for Lindsay. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, tell me a little bit about what prompted you. Because you still still coach, Mm -hmm. right? You still coach CrossFit a Mm -hmm. bit. Um, So, tell me, like, how did what were the beginnings of the whole life and and why did you land on the whole life? Other than the fact that it's just catchy and grabby and people go, wait, what? Mm -hmm.
1: So, um, like I said, I started as a nutrition coach and I actually started as a nutrition coach at the CrossFit gym I was working at up in Washington. So the gym that I bought, I was working at as the head coach first and I was just one of their nutrition coaches. And then, um, When I bought the gym, obviously it kind of became my business. So then I kept it within the gym still, like all the financials came through the gym, but I kind of treated it more as a remote business as well. Cause I, I promoted myself on social media. I had word of mouth that, um, would that got me clients all over, like in different States. Oh, And then that's really what like started like my thought process of, Oh, I can really reach anybody and do this from any, like any state. I don't have to be local or close to them because thank God for zoom and FaceTime and Skype and whatever. So, um, that's really how that started. And like I said, I just, even through COVID, like I continued to just focus on that and, and build that while working my gym or, you know, trying to run my business, my brick and mortar up there. And, um, so it started off as nutrition. So I, really started off with macros. I'm sure you're familiar, at least heard of that macro counting. For sure. Yeah. And so I used to be, and I used to count macros for like three or four years, really, really diligently. Um, and so when people come to me and they're like, Oh, but I, I've had success with macros. I, can you just give me some numbers to follow and I'll, I'll, I'll track everything. And while I will definitely talk to those people and, um, say, yeah, sure. I can give you, we can talk or whatever, you know, I can, I can engage in this conversation. Most people don't need to count their macros. You know, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter if you eat a 200 gram apple or a 300 gram apple, it's going to equal out at the end of the day. So um, I really try to educate people. What it comes down to is education. People just don't realize that uh, you don't have to count everything and be so strict in order to reach your goals. And then they also don't think about, or, you know, they're just really focused on like their body or like their, their health goals, which I'm, I'm right there with you but they don't think about like the impact that has on your social life, on your love life, on your family life. Sure. Um, so I try to just educate and kind of get people more aware of how that decision, like what you do with your food impacts everything else.
0: Well, it's one of the hardest things that I find when I'm ever, I'm like, Hey, I'm trying to make a body comp change or trying to, you know, I'm going to eat a little better or do some just things differently. Mm-hmm. Right. Not necessarily that what I was doing was quote unquote bad. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when I say bad, I'm talking about like, Morality, Right. Like I think we put so much morality around our health choices. Mm-hmm. Right. This is good. This is your bad. Right. And then yeah. it, that's where that you people dip into that whole guilt spiral. Like I shouldn't eat this. Mm-hmm. Right. But your body's like, I really want that. Yeah. And then you feel, and then there's like this whole <laughs> guilt, shame thing. And then it just ends up like. You Just end up shirtless with a wheel of cheese and some sausage, <laughs> watching like action movies and a pint of ice cream. You know what I mean? And like, totally. And, and th- then you're like, oh, "Well, I'm already, I'm already in for a penny. It's going for a pound. Let's get a pizza up in this, right?" <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So that's a that brings me that brings something to my the top of my head of like how we talk about food and your body makes a huge difference. So that's something I address with people too is. Um, I get people away from calling food good and bad, healthy, unhealthy, clean or dirty, Right. you know, because and people don't realize the impact that has. Um, And then, like you just said, you know, they they have like this all or nothing mentality. They have this restricted, restrictive mentality where they feel like they can't eat certain things because it's instantly going to turn to fat. And again, it just comes to education. Yeah. So if I can get people to believe me and understand that, like your eyeballs see food and they see a piece of pizza, greasy, whatever, right? your, once it goes in your mouth, your eyeballs no longer see it. Right. So your body only sees it as carbs, fats, proteins, fibers, nutrients. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So if you can look at a piece of pizza and a a salad the same way, your whole world will shift on like, oh, oh, okay. So I can eat fruits and veggies sometimes and I'll get the nutrients and then I can eat the pizza and the ice cream sometimes. And I'm not going to get as many nutrients, but I'm still getting fuel. I'm not necessarily going to gain a bunch of weight, you know? Um, And so it just comes down to that education and really like breaking that societal thought process. Cause it really, what it comes down to is someone someday way back in the day, I don't know who or when or what or why, but they just started that conversation of eating good, eating bad, eating clean, eating dirty. You know, you have to avoid all the good yumminess and it's just like, no, you don't. And I just, you know, I've been through some stuff where I've lost some people really young and not you know, not in a fun way, right. uh, not, not a way that was anticipated. And it just really shifts you um, in your mindset of like life is too short. And I refuse to get to my deathbed someday and sit and think, wow, I wish I would have eaten more cake. You know, right. like <laughs> I just want to eat whatever I want to eat. And I'm still going to progress towards my goals because I still drink enough water. I'm still focusing on my sleep. I'm still managing my stress. I'm still moving my body and challenging myself. I do CrossFit and I, I love CrossFit, but that's not what you have to do to be fit and healthy.
0: Well, right. And you just you just hit it on the head. This is a conversation that I have with everybody that comes through my door mm-hmm. as a physical therapist is just these pillars of health. Yes. Sleep, hydration, stress management, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so, da, 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 and then, oh, and food. Yep. Right? And food. Like just, hey – you, you know, make, make some just, if you make some, just some different choices, mm-hmm. it's amazing how much impact. And I'm like, I don't need you to get like on average, somebody sleeps, what, five, six hours a night. I'm like, I'm not asking you to radically try to change your life and get nine hours of yeah. sleep. I'm like, dude, just get in bed an hour earlier. Yep. Yep. Put your phone down 30 minutes earlier. Yep. Get in bed an hour earlier.
1: That's exactly what I, how I start with everybody is. So I have six pillars, um, which is essentially what I bet you do too, um, so water, stress management, uh, sleep, is, so which obviously there's quality and quantity. For and sure. then food quality and food quantity, I separate into two and oh, then okay. exercise or yeah. movement of some sort. Right. So those six pillars. And what I like to tell people when we start is like, you can't turn up all six dials at one time because then it's going to be really loud and overwhelming. And then that's when you quit, right? When something is too overwhelming. Right. But we, So we turn up one or two dials at a time or we focus on one or two. And then we make small changes there. And just like you said, getting into bed 30 minutes earlier, turning your, you know, stop looking at your phone at eight instead of nine or whatever. So for something like you of like, you know, someone comes to you with an injury and I do the same thing with my clients who come to me with an injury. And like, well, I can't work out. Like I'm really struggling. I'm like, you can move your body in some way though, whether you're walking, whether you're stretching, doing yoga, whatever you're doing, you can move your body in some way. Yeah. Um, you know, so someone that comes to you with an injury, it's like, yeah, you're not asking them to go, you know, to yoga and stretch 30 minutes a day. Like maybe you just do five extra minutes of stretching a day. Right. Just, right just do so, or whatever, whatever PT exercises you're yeah. giving them. So that's what it really comes down to is how our small daily habits compound because people who, um, focus on like, I'm going to go to the gym for four hours on Monday and then never again until the next Monday. It's like, all right, well, best of luck to you, sir. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, we, I, I try to get people, you know, most of the people that come see me move really well mm-hmm. and they're or they they are used to moving a lot and then when they get injured or they have an incident they're like well my life is over I can't <laughs> move at all right and most doctors that they go see physicians they'll go yeah my, my physician told me that I have to stop for right now mm-hmm. and it's no you don't have to stop like I don't know my my recent right recency bias is, is my biceps yeah. tendon that I tore
1: yeah that was so cool to watch
0: but two days later like I had my surgery the next day, I was out walking my neighborhood. I got reported on my Facebook group. My neighborhood Facebook group reported me. As what? They thought I was like some weird creep, like casing the neighborhood because I was so.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. No, so, so
0: I went out for a walk. I, my goal was to walk two miles. Yeah. I was just gonna walk two miles and intersperse some some lunges, some squats. Right. And also as a way to document that journey on Instagram and show people that, you know, Hey, you don't have to quit this kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. And so I was out there and I was shooting content. I was just recording myself as I was walking, being like, Hey guys, you know, it's Dr. Brig here. I'm just checking in with everybody, letting you know how surgery went. And no joke. My wife, I got home and my wife goes, Hey, Brig, you got, um, you're on the Facebook group.
1: For what? Like literally, I don't understand
0: some lady was like anybody know who this guy is i saw him walking through the neighborhood with his phone out taking pictures looked like he was taking pictures of people's houses or things i don't oh. know do it, it, you know him looks like he was like casing the neighborhood he just looked shady and oh, i was like oh my gosh i'm in a sling woman like i'm <laughs> like what are you talking about and then people were like oh yeah i know that guy uh you know whatever that's hilarious she's like and i followed him out through the neighborhood and i'm like
1: you didn't wave I was like
0: (laughs) I I think I I don't know I was like why don't you just stop and talk to me that's funny yeah so no but yeah you don't have to you you can keep definitely totally keep moving well and what's interesting about the conversation that we're having here and what I've so I my wife is one of those people that could legit eat she could eat pizza every single day And and still be a 10 Yes, dude, your
1: uh, wife is a stunner. Uh, no doubt, she's yeah. I I beautiful.
0: I I tell her because literally she's blind, like half, like she's she's no no she's legit blind. Like this morning, so this shirt that I have on is my buddy's shirt, mm-hmm. and uh, on the backside it's upside down, and it says if if you, this hurts to read this, you probably need to see a physical therapist. Oh, funny, right? He's like, it works great at bars, <laughs> so. But I tried to, like, show that to my wife. She was still laying in bed, and I just sat on the edge of the bed, and I go, read this. She's like, it's blurry. I can't see it. So I had to, like, scoot back to where, like, she could almost, like, literally press her face up against my oh. back so she could see it. So I just tell her, I'm like, yeah, I tricked you. you like, you weren't didn't have your glasses on. <laughs> like, and it was too late. You'd already fallen in love with my personality. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. But no, yeah, you're right. But she's one of those people that can, like, literally eat pizza, ramen, mm-hmm. whatever, for, like, and still be, like, a smoke show. Yeah.
1: And there are some people like that. And, you know, one, I'm envious of them. But also, even those people, though, like if they get blood work done, I'd be very interested yeah, to see no, that, Yeah, no, for right? sure.
0: And, and and so, but she eats relative. I mean, she eats healthy. Mm-hmm. She's the... Like, she's, she's more... She eats healthier than I do. Yeah. <laughs> but what's interesting is when I'm trying to do some things differently, she... I, our body types are so different. And so our nutritional needs are different. Mm-hmm. And so when I start trying to like do stuff, it actually puts a bit of a strain because she's the one right now who is making all the food because mm-hmm. right as I'm trying to build a business and I'm out all the time, right? Like I'm blessed enough and she's gracious enough to make dinner right. Mm-hmm. Every, every night. So, but so I'm sort of at like the mercy of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's hard though for some people, right. If they're like, If they're doing this thing over here and the rest of their family is over here doing this, Mm -hmm. right? Does that put a strain on the family relationship sometimes? And I think that's tough. And the other thing is we've got our our little dudes, 15 months. How are we going to talk about it? And then the other conversation is how are we going to talk about food and bodies in our house? Yeah when as he gets older and can understand
1: that's one of my favorite things about my job uh and i say job loosely because i don't even consider it a job it does not feel like i'm working but one thing i love seeing is the impact that the work that i do with somebody has on their love like their partner or their children especially and that's one thing since i don't have children i feel kind of weird talking about it but i'm like at the same time no i I'm educating you because I'm thinking from my childhood experience, right? right.
0: Well, how did I mean, how'd you, how'd your parents talk about food? At oh, house? it was,
1: I mean, I love my parents to death. So if they listen to this, no offense, no disregard, disrespect whatsoever, but look, they talked all,
0: horribly. We're, and we're all, like, at some point you may or may not be a parent, right? Yes, exactly. But, like, look... Every parent just set aside a big uh, giant mason jar <laughs> and just start putting money in it every yep. day, like, and just label it the therapy jar, right? Yep. Cause your kid, you're going to screw your kid yeah. up in some yeah. way or another.
1: And that's, that's the impact that how we talk. Like, that, That's one reason I really focus on how we talk about food and our bodies, especially because I grew up listening. I mean, my parents, they, yeah, they taught, they would talk about other people's bodies in front of me which even though it wasn't my body no i'm i'm listening like oh they think that person doesn't look good
0: i wonder what they think of me that sends a message totally
1: it sends a message I mean, and my then-
0: my dad love him to death sorry this oh, story it was just i remember like this is crazy i'm 40 years old and, and you still I remember still remember, don't remember you? this mm-hmm. thing i think i was like between 10 or 12 mm-hmm. and we had just gone it was saturday morning we were out like we'd been working in the yard doing a bunch of stuff I remember we were driving by Main, down Main Street in Mesa. We were passing a Dunkin' Donuts. Now, we had, I ate donuts, but mm-hmm. like, I remember there were two women who were obese, but props to them for being out walking. Yeah. But they were out walking and each of them were eating a donut. Oh my gosh. And, well- <laughs> I, and I remember my dad, by the way, my dad is the most kind, loving, mm-hmm. gracious mm-hmm. man I've ever met. Seriously, truly, like that dude will bend over backwards and give, he's so selfless. But in this moment, and this was, gosh, like 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So attitudes change, right? Yeah. People learn. But I remember him going, yeah, that's going to do a lot of good for you. <laughs> <laughs> out and there, see, out there walking with the donut.
1: In uh, the moment, we think it's hilarious. <laughs> right. But and, you're, you're 40 years old and remember it, right? And I
0: remember going, oh, oh.
1: Yeah, no, yeah.
0: I don't want to be that. Yeah. Right. And there might be something tied to that with mm-hmm. like in the relate, I don't know, but whatever it is, it, it I'm still talking about yep. it.
1: So that's, you know, that makes me think of like, so like that's a trauma, right? Even though it's a, it's a little trauma, big trauma, whatever. And so that's another thing I talk about. So I have my degree in psychology and I am fascinated by humans. I'm fascinated by brains. I'm fascinated by the fact that we are all very similar, but yeah. very different as well. And, um, so Anyways, that just kind of makes me think of like how I also touch on that. Like I'll, I'll touch on, even though I'm not a therapist necessarily, sure. I will touch with on my clients like, Hey, how did you grow up hearing things about body and food? And like, where, if you had to guess, where do you think this, you know, uh, thought process came from? Cause some, most of my clients, I mean, I would actually say a hundred percent of them come in with a, um, poor damaged mindset around food and everything and so i grew up um, i had an eating disorder for 12 years which is what it started when i was 17 18 and then it wasn't until about six years ago that i really kind of broke that that barrier and now i'm like oh like i don't have to live this way so anyways without going into that too much that's why i'm so passionate about it because i don't about like helping people because i i mean i felt there was points in my life, I was never suicidal, but there was points in my life I'm like, there has to be more to life than this, right? Like I I can't live, this is hell every single day. Like I can't live like this every day. And so when I finally broke that barrier, I was like, oh praise Jesus, there is another never way, really. right? But people, that, so I have no problem saying like, yep, I had an eating disorder, I'm feeling better, but I had an eating disorder. And some people don't want to say that they don't want to admit, or, or they, they feel like they're doing something wrong or they're sick or they're broken because they say, I have disordered eating
0: for sure. Right. And I will, I will, I'll go first and I'll laugh about it while I say it. Right. I, but I've hundred percent have some disordered eating totally. and, and, and got some massive body yes. dysmorphia, right? Like yes. it's hard in this industry, fitness, health, wellness, like it's hard to not have mm-hmm. those things. And I think, and, and we don't have to if you don't want to, but I do think it's important because I think a lot of people that listen and a lot of people that are out there have disordered eating, mm-hmm. right? And so if you if, if, if it's okay, like, and you're yeah. like, I don't really don't want to get in the nitty gritty of it. No, but totally. like, so at 17, yep. I mean, at that point, You'd already been a teenager, right? And mm-hmm. had already sort of, your body had already developed more yep. by that point. Um, was there one thing that sort of puts you over the top, right? Because like, yep. I, I would think that, you know, and maybe this is just my own naivete as a, as a guy, right? Who generally, when we're teenagers, we're like... We look super yeah. jacked, right? I'm sexy, man. Right? Like, and it does like, I was like, look at my nephews. I'm like, you little punks. Yeah. Freaking. People <laughs> Just want, wait. People Just can wait. like come over and wash clothes on your abs yeah. and you didn't do a thing. Yep. Right. But like, so what happened? Like, was yeah. there something that happened?
1: Yeah. So, you know, that's been like the golden question my whole life. And I've been in several therapies. I mean, I was in, I didn't um, ever get, em- is it admitted, omitted? Omitted? To a hospital, admitted, admitted. Yeah, okay. I don't know why. I Just do no, on that the, word omitted. They would have like, yeah, no, you don't me away. Yeah, yeah right. no. So I went to the hospital, um, and I had to go through like extensive train, uh, not training, but you know, help through them. Um, when my I was in college, my freshman year of college is when my coach and my mm. um, athletic d- director at that time uh, noticed. Gotcha. So that's when they forced me. Anyway, so um but people have always asked me like you know what happened like what made it that way and the only thing i can the only conclusion i can really come to is the way my family my family talked about food and bodies sure um there's a few factors so that's one the other one is my my sisters and i we were on um, very competitive soccer teams our whole life yeah and sydney my twin and i we were always as i mean i'm 5'10 155 i'm not a small human I've always no. I've always been a larger girl than everybody else. You're 155. Oh yeah, dude. Dude, I'm muscle. Look oh, at this. I know you are, Look right? At this. But you never know. No,
0: girl, girls jacked. Yeah. But like, no, but that's so. My wife's 510. Yeah. Right. How, and, what is she? Like uh, one I think th- she's like 145. Oh, okay. So and that's so, not bad. No, when we met though, so <laughs> was she tiny? I, this is, the, I we we joke about it now. Legit, she. So my wife's a dancer.
1: Oh, oh, oh yeah. So she was probably real tiny girl. She up.
0: was she was 510. When we met, she was like 5'10, 130. Oof. 130, 135. That's small. It's tiny. But guess what she was eating?
1: Next to nothing.
0: Cold cereal. Cold cereal and and sandwiches. Yeah. And for exercise, was just running. Yeah. And dancing. Which is fine. Not really. But so (laughs) but but I remember it wasn't until after we met, it's so funny. Like she was this person and I was like I gotta get all my. I gotta get all my food in. Uh I gotta eat like, and I was at that time in my life. I was like hardcore paleo, Mm. and I was like, I gotta get all my food in. I gotta get to the gym. I gotta lift heavy weight. I gotta get my metcon right. Mm -hmm. And and so, it took like she was resistant to it at first, but then all of a sudden, now you can't keep that woman out of the gym. Oh, fun! And she loves like lift. She does. I don't think she's running forever, but she's now she's like super into lifting and things. And now she's actually like. 145 and she and healthy and healthy. Yeah. And she was like, She goes, It's funny. She goes, I've never eaten so well in my life mm-hmm. than after we got together and started, right? And we just That's sort of cool. changed the perception around food and exercise, yep. yeah, and resistance training. And, yeah. and we've talked about that a lot, but yeah, re- women, if you aren't resistance training, you don't have to do CrossFit, no, nope. but lift something heavy, yeah, you okay. will not turn into a dude. The amount of work you would have to do.
1: And the food you would have to eat. Right.
0: Now, like, and I'm super pumped that CrossFit has become so popular because I think it has shined a light and actually celebrated um, the female athlete body that looks like those girls look like. Yeah. Right? Like, they're big. Yeah. But they're muscular. And they're beautiful,
1: but they're also—I mean, to be real with you—they're like they're taking supplements, hundred percent that are helping that.
0: What, what right? hundred percent. What I'm saying is, but I tell people, I'm like, if you're not going to look like those, oh, if yeah, you yeah, don't no. want to look like those women, you're not going nope. to look like those women because those yeah. women train two to three hours a yes. day, eat
1: like horses, horses, yep,
0: and sleep ten hours yeah. a day. Like, yeah, don't. Worry. I mean,
1: because like to my body, you wouldn't look at me, and I'm not like a walking muscle. Like I'm definitely—you can tell I'm an athlete, but I'm not a walking muscle. And I've been doing crossfit seriously for 6 years and i lift heavy and i'm a decent athlete yeah. and i also eat a crap ton of food i mean i'm eating upwards of 25 to 3000 calories, 2500 to 3000 calories a day so i don't eat you know salads and stuff and i'm not that muscular so it would take you a lot to well, get that way and i remember
0: when i came and visited your guys' gym up uh-huh. in washington <laughs> i remember michael goes dude don't try to compete with her <laughs> he goes, Bro, don't don't try to keep up. She'll she'll bury you. Yeah. And, I'm a little and, competitive. And you did. Yep. And yeah. you bury. I remember me. that
1: workout, the deadlift workout. Yeah, yeah and so. I remember
0: walking home, like I remember like Dang walking it. out of no, I walked out of the gym going, All right dude, don't 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 show anybody that you you're really hurting, bro. <laughs> and then I walked out and got in the car and went, Mother <laughs> So <laughs> that's like, hilarious yeah anyway yeah. sorry I totally derailed the conversation that's, I, right. that's what my brain does <laughs>
1: that's all right um so so back to like what started it nothing I can't pinpoint one thing I just know that being the largest Sydney and I were always the tallest and I don't mean fat I've never been fat in my life to no, be honest with you just a big human. but I grew up thinking I was fat which is where crazy yep it's and that's where that body dysmorphia comes in right and so I was in college and and whatever and I, I thought I was fat I mean and it, I look back on that and I'm like dang I wish I was that skinny now but not really because I'm healthy now but right you know I was thin You're like and I look
0: good I thought I mean
1: I remember looking in my college dorm room <sighs> mirror being like gosh I just wish I had a flat tummy and my roommate at the time would be like girl what are you talking about and I genuinely you know didn't believe her so you know, a couple of those things Um, I was Sydney and I were part of the popular crew, no. but like not part of the, the popular crew is really weird. We were jocks and we were good at soccer. So like we were very well liked, but like, and we hung out with, we walked with the popular girls, but we definitely didn't do what they did. Right. But then like I dated the jocks, I dated the, you know, high school quarterback who was super hot and everybody wanted him. And so then I think that really like started this mentality of like, oh, I need to look good enough for him because all these other girls literally, I mean, I had girls
0: and take my spot messaging
1: me like you don't deserve him and whatever. And I'm like, okay, for whatever. Real? Oh yeah. And we were with I, him and I were together for a, like a year and a half. Like it was like, so not even important to me, but it, are crazy. it like messed with my mind of like, okay, I got to uphold this image for him because otherwise he's going to leave me, you know? And then when I get to my freshman year of college, same thing, I date the quarterback and he was hot and a lot of people liked him and I was like, dang it, I got to look good for him. So, but back then, to be honest with you, I didn't think that I was doing anything wrong. I thought I was being healthy by eating 500 calories a day because of the, and I'm not even kidding or exaggerating. I wrote, I had a, I had a notebook and I would write down exactly what I was eating and how many calories and I would stop at 500 for the day. And let me tell you, Brig, it's terrifying. I was working out on my own every morning, um, you know, cardio bunny style, and then would go to my college soccer practices. How I was able, and I was a starter, how I was able to like play I have no
0: idea how you didn't get injured I know especially when we talk about like and I don't know if, if you've heard have you ever heard of the unholy triad
1: uh-uh okay. I don't think so
0: so it's called the unholy triad and we talk about it in in sports performance particularly around women it's disordered eating low body weight uh-huh and um amenorrhea What's that? You stop menstruating.
1: Oh, oh yeah, oh, I I right? stopped menstruating but, but, a long time ago.
0: But those three things together are a recipe for injury. Oh yeah, I can't believe particularly bone injury, if yeah. not you know other stuff. But yeah, the unholy triad, and so it's just crazy to no, me. No, mind blowing. Like you <laughs> have you ever seen? There's a there's a sketch uh, by I think it's called the Harvard Sailing Club or something. It's this it's this comedy troupe, and it's like if guys were girls, and it's a bunch oh, of gosh. guys standing around, like sitting around. And one of them's like, um, they oh they're like, hey you guys want to like go get some like pizza or something? And, and one of the guys is like, no, um, I, I shared a bagel with the trash this morning. Oh. <laughs> and another guy's like, oh, no no I I'm really full. I ingested a huge gust of wind on the way here. <laughs> but like I just you that. talking about like 500 calories. Dude I don't know how I
1: did it. I don't know how. So uh, yeah I mean this is the first year I'm I on. I
0: burned 500 calories walking to the f- yes. bathroom.
1: Literally. <laughs> Yep, it was terrifying, but that's the thing. I was uneducated. I I was listening to all these other societal things that told me that that was the right thing to do, low calorie, whatever, low intake, and...
0: And so, and you probably even got celebrated on some level. People oh were like, yeah. oh my gosh, like
1: I wish you look I so good, I look so
0: great. I wish I had your discipline. Oh,
1: yep. How
0: would, like everybody's shoveling their faces with like cake and ice cream, and you're sitting over like, yeah, no, I'm I'm really trying to I'm take just care. Not, yeah, I'm just no, to take care of my body. I
1: would go to the calf with everybody after a soccer a soccer practice, whatever. And everyone's getting pizza and sandwiches, whatever. I would get a salad loaded up with a bunch of veggies and chicken, and then put mustard on it because it's zero calorie. Mustard, yeah. And that's what I would eat for my meals. And my treat would be a little bit of melted peanut butter with, um, like, Cheerios. And then I'd mix it up, and it was, like, it was my little treat. I mean, like, I don't That understand. makes it, like,
0: this is super dramatic, but that makes me want to kill myself. Right, Like, like yes. that makes me want to be, like, if I if I had to live that way, like, I'm just going to go walk off into, Which, the, into the intersection and wait till yep. something gets me.
1: <laughs> Which brings me to, like, why there came a point where I was, like, Okay, there has to be more to life than this, right? I can't, I can't do this forever, and I did it for twelve years, and oh. I mean, obviously, over those twelve years. So, like, the first year and a half is when I was genuinely in the dark, um, by myself.
0: Did you ever binge?
1: Oh yeah! Like, oh yeah! No, like like when you were in this mm-hmm. cycle. Yep. So what I would do in college, it got to the point. So which brings me back to what my best guess of why this happened or why this was started in my life is because I grew up in a very chaotic household. There gotcha. was four of us children. Yeah. Two parents, working parents, um, very busy, very stressed, very not a healthy environment, and. I felt like I had no control over anything. Yeah. So the one thing I can control is what I put in my mouth, right? There you go. Uh, So that's where that started. Um, But uh, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that?
0: Uh, I said, that makes me want to kill myself. (gasps) Oh, so for the first oh, year binging. and a half, yep, the binging. binging. Yes. So
1: the first year and a half I was completely in the dark. I thought I was just ever doing things healthy and nobody knew. And then once people started recognizing, like I just distinctly remember my twin at one point. She's like, "Lindsay, I only go to the gym with you to make sure you don't die because I was that thin." And she was I sh- I thought she was just trying to work out with me. Whoa. And she's like, "No, I would literally just go to make sure you're okay because I- she was worried about me, but she didn't I didn't hear anything anybody said to me about like, "Hey, you need to eat something." I didn't hear it. Literally didn't hear it. Um, and so then once they made me go to the hospital, they wow. made me get help. Then I started, like, it was very resistant. I was very resistant. I was like, no, you can't tell me what to do. I'm not getting fat. You're not doing this to me. And so like, I took the meds, didn't like it, but took them, um, which is why I was, I have been very anti-medication for a long time. Cause I was forced. Uh, I found a therapist, didn't like her. I had to go through a bunch of therapists to find. Um, but then, so then I would. Then I felt again like I was out of control. I didn't have control of my eating disorder because I all had all these people and doctors and people telling me what to do. So I would get so drunk when we didn't have games and stuff. I would get so drunk that I no longer had cognitive control and I would eat everything I could until I like felt disgustingly sick and I would never throw it up, unfortunately. Like I could never be one of those people that binge and. Well, I don't purged. know about
0: unfortunately that probably saved your life. <laughs> yeah, no, on I don't. It level, honestly right? probably
1: did, but like you know, some people are like, you'll probably feel better if you throw up, and I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't pur- pu- yeah. puke, at all. Okay, no, so I would be, I would get really, really intoxicated. Binge. I drink what
0: like vodka because it's like less calories. Oh, or back
1: then it was definitely vodka. Now vodka makes me, di- I can't, cannot. Yeah. So, yeah, um, and then, like, I hated holidays. I would get so stressed around the holidays (sighs) because I wanted to eat all the food, but I was so scared of it. Like, it's kind of silly to say. but No, it's not silly to say at all. My biggest fear growing up in that time period was food. Almost like I would look at a plate of food and be like, wow, that's going to jump off and bite me. That's how scared I was of food. That makes me sad. I know. It was terrifying. So that's why I'm so thankful. I met, like, there's been, like, two very pivotal people in my life who kind of got through to me a way that nobody else could and just started educating me. They didn't even force me to do anything. They're just educating me. And then that's what like unlocks something in my brain where I'm like, okay, I need to educate myself. And I just started, I mean, I, I'm reading all the time, which my husband, he tells me all the time, how, um, in like, he admires how much I'm always trying to learn and I'm always trying to grow because I just feel like there's no, it's a never ending process here. Right. And that's what's really evolved me into this healthy, happy person who can help other people. And I've, I mean, I've impacted hundreds of people all over the country, just with my social media posts with my clients. I mean, my client, I have done no paid advertising through my business over the past four years. I literally am just word of mouth. And then I, it hasn't been until like the last year that I started posting on social media about what I do.
0: That's awesome.
1: But it's, you know, but it's because I'm so, it's hard to promote something like this because I'm not promoting like a quick fix. You no. know, what I do is hard with you and it's long and it's not, it, it's not inexpensive because what I'm doing is life changing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it to you for 50 bucks a month. You no. Know? And if, and
0: if you gave it to somebody for 50 bucks, they wouldn't mm-hmm. do it anyway. They wouldn't totally. value it. So it's interesting. I just got back from this um master. So I mastermind group that I'm a part of, but there's this dude, uh, Jared moon. I don't know if you know who that mm-hmm. is or I've heard of him. He owns two business. He owns a, Couple businesses, but one of his businesses called End of Three Fitness or End of Three Coaching, I think. The other one is called the Garage Gym Athlete.
1: I've heard of that.
0: Mm -hmm. That's Jared. Oh,
1: so (gasps) what's Jared Moon? Uh Oh, I just never knew his last name. Oh, I know Jared from that that business. So
0: Jared is owns he's is the Garage Gym Athlete. Okay, cool. And so, but he also wrote a book that's awesome called Killing Comfort. Hmm. And he always is like, look, you can kill comfort or comfort's going to kill you. It's one or the other, right? And a lot of times, especially with our food, we get really comfortable with eating certain ways Mm -hmm. and making changes is hard. Mm -hmm. But I think you're right. Like you can't give it away to people because if you give it away, look, there's so much free. Truly, if you just paid attention to the internet Mm -hmm. and you went out and did your homework, your research and all of the resources that are available, and if you did those things that are free. They wouldn't need you.
1: Oh, for sure. But they won't do it.
0: <laughs> right. And that's the thing. So you got to make it, yeah. you got to make it hurt. A Cause little I'm bit.
1: doing the hard work. Right. Or I right. have done the hard You've work. You've got the knowledge. Yeah, right? not, and Now I'm giving it to you very quickly.
0: And that's what you're paying for, right? Yeah. You're paying your, yeah. people are paying you for the time effort that mm-hmm. you put in to become the expert. Yeah. Right. And
1: what's interesting, I've noticed over the years, so I just did a price increase recently and I Good have got, I have gotten more clients at that price point than yeah. I did at my lower price
0: point. 100%. Isn't that crazy? It's not.
1: I mean, it's really not crazy, but it's like very, but yeah, yeah, it's mind blowing. It, it, it's,
0: it's counterintuitive yeah. because, well, there's a couple I mean, and there's, the, <laughs> there was another guy that I was listening to. He goes, human psychology, human nature hasn't changed much in the <laughs> last thousands of years. Right. But here's the thing. Price increase. It's more valuable now. Yeah. Right. Yep. People actually understand. And, and you're probably still people. I'm just telling you right now. She's probably still giving it away <laughs> for whatever her price point is. She's probably still giving it away. Like what she can provide is so valuable that she could probably charge double what she's charging Mm -hmm. and it still would maybe be underselling it a little bit. Um, Thank you. But two, (laughs) like, yeah. And and so it's perceived as more valuable. Right. And then also people want to buy into stuff like that. And they're Mm -hmm. like, Hey, if I, it it, it hurts more. Right. And, and you're getting people who are really looking for a solution. Mm -hmm. Anybody. And, and this is the other thing. If you're, and maybe this is how I work with people. Look, if you're looking for a transactional relationship, if you're looking for, hey, I'm going to pay you money, you're going to fix me, I ain't your guy. Yeah, I'm not your person either. Right? But if you're looking for an experience and you're looking for lasting changes, Mm -hmm. I'm your guy.
1: Let's chat. Let's Mm -hmm. chat, Totally.
0: And so I think with that that price point, you also weed out a whole bunch of people that really aren't ready to work with you Totally. And so it makes sense.
1: And that's what we were talking about before we started recording is that, um, mindset of abundance, right? Rather abundance versus scarcity. It's like, I know there are millions of people out there that need me and that will use me when they're ready. And that's why I, it's funny that like, I was talking about that sales process. I don't have a sales pitch, but I've found it's because if I just talk to people about what I do and my, and I don't even go into the eating disorder side of things unless it can be relatable. Like I, I obviously read the conversation, but otherwise I don't even tell them about all that stuff. I just share them what I do and the impact I can make and about experiences, whatever. And it sells itself and the people that need me, they come to me and the people that don't, they're like, okay, that's not for me, you know? And well, it's totally
0: cool. And here's the other part about that and what I can see. And if you've been listening at all, she's obviously passionate about this, right? <laughs> like this is like, you, like you said, you're like I don't feel like I work or I have a job, mm-hmm. right? And this again, recency bias. This weekend was phenomenal, like being able to hang out with a bunch of people who are like-minded, yeah. who are like, and I've like I'm not the I'm not the ninja in the room, like everybody. It's crazy, yeah. But they said people don't buy what you do. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wow, oh, what? They're here for physical therapy, of course, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second part of that statement is they buy. Why you do it, yes. yes. and so like for you, right? like they can feel why you do this. and yes. so that's why people buy this right? and
1: that's honestly probably one of the biggest like the first comments I get from people is like even the ones that don't um work Sign with up. me yeah. yeah, they're like, you know this isn't for me, but I just want to let you know like i I love what you're doing. i I can just feel your passion when you talk about it. like you're you're making great changes. I will reach out to you when I'm ready. And that's, to me, that's really motivating too, because I'm like, good on you for recognizing that you're not ready yet,
0: right. you know? Yeah, not, so. not wasting your time. Yeah, and totally, modeling, totally. And not that it'd be a waste of years either, but you know. Yeah, totally. So so then habits, right? I mean, because there's all kinds of like nutrition people out there. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of nutrition coaches and, you know, it's, you know, sweet gains or, you know, this bites or, you know, whatever, yep. like it's all. So what? what then... What more than anything prompted you to f- really hone in and focus on habits, habits, habits over everything?
1: Well, first of all, the name came from I just recently rebranded when we got married in July because. What um, was it before? It was just Coach Screws, just oh. Coach Screws, and because my last name is already catchy, my maiden name Screws was very it, uh, catchy, yeah, it, right? It, it,
0: it the jokes write themselves. Yes,
1: exactly. People would be like, "Wait, is that your name?" I'm like, "Such a name is that, your name is, that is that your stage name?" Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but, so then when I just like was sitting in my bed one day and I was like, okay, when we get married, I got to change it. I don't really like Coach Paconi. It doesn't stand out in any like unique way. I
0: mean, no offense. I hear Coach Paconi, and I think of uh, somebody on the Jersey Shore.
1: Exactly. exactly. Hey, what up?
0: I'm Coach Paconi. <laughs> some big old like muscly dude that yeah. should look like he's wearing a wool sweater, but he shaves it all <laughs> off and hangs out of the tanning bed. Exactly. M- Michael, that's not you.
1: <laughs> no, it's not because he's white. What? White as heck.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but I was like some big old, Yeah.
1: Um, but no, so then I was laying in bed and I was like, I literally came up with it on my own. Ho. I said, ho. I was like, habits over everything. The whole life. Oh, cool. And then I played on Canva for a little bit, put this thing together. I asked Michael, I was genuinely expecting Michael to be like, eh, babe, I don't like it. I don't think it's good. He was like. Dope.
0: I I want my wife being a hoe. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So I only shared it with a couple of people that I trust, and I only had one of them, which I won't say who. Um, but they they were like, Oh, I don't think people people are gonna get offended. And I and then everybody else was
0: like, That's so cool. And you're like, good.
1: Exactly. I like It'll drive
0: it'll drive eyes. My
1: only goal of it was to just get people stop. Just stop and see what it is and question what's what's that? And then they learn about and even if they don't you know work with me they just are aware of my brand brand awareness so. Well, so
0: there's a another she's a trainer um but she has her brand thing is so her and her husband have a brand together mm-hmm. uh build better our body build better body
1: yeah something like i've heard
0: about yeah but her stuff is she works specifically with postpartum women oh okay working out mm-hmm. and she's the she's an expert in that but it's her thing is milfs oh mom's into lifting yes something and mom's into lifting i don't know i forgot what the f is but something like that yeah so she walks around with a shirt that says milf all the time yeah
1: i love it see and all my clients like i just did that that uh drop recently so i have people all over the country not even my clients just random people that bought my shirts and they will tag me on social media and it's a shirt that just the main word is ho how cool is that, Right? Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, how
0: freaking cool. How freaking how freaking how cool. cool is that? There's something that you're, like, passionate about and building. And not only – there's a lot of things that people are passionate about, right, and mm-hmm. building, and a lot of them don't really add to the conversation or add to making people better. Yeah. But, like, especially in today's, like, Twitter, rage mob, Instagram, social media, like, negative crap gets, gets – is what really gets views and mm-hmm. likes, right? But – the fact that somebody here in Gilbert, Arizona, mm-hmm. right? Promoting this thing about habits over everything and the whole life is now having that kind of a reach, yeah. right? Like that's a big deal.
1: See, and I'm just getting started. Like uh, I, I know you are. I like, mean, I like, I barely touch anybody right now. Like I have what, like 1400 followers on Instagram and you know, not my, my reels get You know A couple thousand views A couple hundred likes Whatever It's not Like I'm not big yet But I keep What we were just talking about Like I am starting this way And I'm just going to keep Being consistent And someday I just thought this thought On the way here to On the drive here I thought someday Everybody is going to At least know my name They're right. at least going to Know who Lindsay Paconi is They're going to At least know the whole life Or just have At least heard of it Yeah I'm going to make it No you that are popular. And that's the
0: thing And, and, and you know I, I would Everybody keeps telling me TikTok's still not saturated They're like go to TikTok and I'm like
1: oh, oh I don't want I go hate to TikTok. TikTok. I know.
0: But it's 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's a conversation for a different yeah, time. Yeah, totally. So, so, yeah, so the whole life. That's So, awesome.
1: what stand what I I mean, I guess if if your question was like what makes you different than all these other nutrition coaches, essentially is, you know, I like I said, I'm not looking and I don't um I don't you know, reach the people that are looking for that quick fix. I'm looking for right. the people that they like for me they dreaded the holidays or social events that involve food because they feel like nervous. They're going to fall off the wagon or they, I, I look for the people who are sick of thinking about food 24 seven. Sure, That's really what this comes down to is I, the, the hell that I went through for 12 years where every waking moment was thinking about food. Even some of my sleeping moments were thinking about food to where I, I and that's why one of my posts was like, there's more to life than food. 100%. You do not have to think about food 24 seven. And some people don't believe me. They're like, well, there's no way I'm not going to stop. Like I can stop thinking about food. No, there is, there is, you just have to, you, we need to break those patterns. We need to break the thought patterns, those habits. Right. And so, um, and that's why I honestly call myself sometimes a life coach because the things that I share and that, that people share with me, sometimes we don't even talk about food. Some weeks I check in with my clients every week. Sometimes we don't even talk about food because they're going through so much other stuff that's impacting their food that like, we don't even have to talk about food yet, you know, at that point. Well,
0: a lot of time that like you talked about for you and f- food is really about control, control, right? A lot the of people's other lives stuff. are so chaotic mm-hmm. and a lot of people, there's such an emotional, I mean, think, you, you, look at this. The time that you dreaded food the most and feared it the most was around holidays, mm-hmm. right? So think about that. All of our special occasion. If you yep. ever listen to Jim Gaffigan, he has a whole bit about how like we celebrate stuff by like eating, eating food, right? Yes. Like, like I th- was it. was it him. But they talked about like, hey, we're gonna celebrate Independence Day with food. I'm gonna shove my face. I'm gonna have a ham. <laughs> I'm gonna have two hamburgers, two hot dogs, and right, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean. And so the, this food, food is everywhere, and it's hard to not think about yeah. it. But the other thing is so much. And I'm not saying it's society's fault, right? Because everybody, like, it's easy to blame society for mm-hmm. everything. We have a responsibility. But it doesn't, it doesn't help when your entire validation about who you are as an individual, right? So much of what we value in our society is beauty mm-hmm. and how you look, right? Like, we, well, per example of this is, uh, who did Kennedy beat? in that J- JFK beat in that election.
1: You were asking the wrong person. Do you
0: know who that is? We don't, we don't, I don't, I'm not
1: a... I'm not a history buff. Well, I,
0: <laughs> no, I've got uh, I, I I'm not Joe Rogan. I don't have a Jamie, but we do have a Michael sitting here. <laughs> anyway, while he looks that up, I'll tell you. So, interesting. So, JFK and whoever he was running against was, uh, before, previously... All of those debates. This is the first time a debate was televised.
1: Mm.
0: You get it. Was that who they were running against? He defeated. Okay, so they hadn't, um, and then he and then he became president later, right? Nixon did. So he. Uh, so previously, Nixon was leading in the polls. Mm. They and this is the first time ever that a debate would have been televised. So they, but every, every other debate and anything before that was all radio. They did their first televised debate and guess what? Mm. So when it was just off of voice, substance debating, Nixon was winning. They did a televised debate. I don't know. Do you know, do you remember what Nixon oh, looks like?
1: Oh no, but I, it had to do, I'm guessing this is going so with. So
0: that's what Richard Nixon looks like.
1: More attractive.
0: Oh yeah. JFK's way better looking.
1: Yeah. Who's that? That's Nixon. So can I I see JFK? Oh, you don't... Oh. A dude, I am... I mean... Uh, Wait, you've been living under a rock? They just all look... I mean, they all you know, look the old same. white men. Okay, yeah. So he's no. Attractive. He No, he was
0: young, handsome. He was... Yeah. Ho- come on. He was hooking up with Marilyn Monroe. I feel it. Okay. But he all of a sudden shows up on TV, and guess who starts leading in the polls after that Absolutely. debate?
1: Absolutely. Because of his looks, right? JFK,
0: right? right? Yeah. It's the same reason, like, kids pay attention to, to prettier teachers, mm-hmm. right? So, like... And, and we're geared that way. So evolutionarily, right? DNA are that like, we're more prone or like to, because back in the day, right? The dude who led the tribe was the big, strong dude who could either defeat enemies or bring home food. Yeah. Right. Uh, a lot of times beauty was dependent upon if you looked prettier, you looked healthier. Yeah. Internally, we understood that that's who we would want to mate with because that's going to reproduce better children. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. But you look at that. So that kind of sticks with us. But then now in this day and age of celebrity, Mm -hmm. right? Who are some of our most famous people? Yeah. Like Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This idea that our value is wrapped up so much in how we look.
1: Which, see, that takes me to, though, who defines beauty, right? Because here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. If you are confident in your skin, Uh if you... Uh, obviously, dress yourself appropriately. And I don't mean in the high designer stuff. I just mean like if you know an overweight if a bigger person's wearing an extra small, like that's not gonna look good. But yeah. if they wear the clothes that fit their body, 100%. I know some of the most attractive people I've ever seen in my life are overweight, but they carry themselves. they're confident. they're 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 confident. they're they're um they like who they are and they just exude like it, they're just like radiating beauty. I find that attractive
0: 100% well so and like and when I was back when I was single it would be interesting I would be I'd be dating somebody and I had like previous before dating This would had been like gone on a few dates with somebody else and I remember some of my buddies being like bro like that girl that you were just dating she's so hot Mm mm-hmm and this one that you're dating now, she's like, "Eh, she's she's pretty," but yeah. like, "Dude, what the Yeah. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? That other girl was so wildly insecure and so rude and uh, mean and yep. wasn't like worth it." Exactly. Like she like and this one, this girl, she's she's amazing. Confident. She's so confident yeah. and fun and whatever, right? And and that makes her actually, if I looked at, if I put them next to each other now knowing both of them, she is way pretty, yeah. way yeah. more attractive. Yep. Right? And I think there's a difference between like Attractiveness mm-hmm. and like straight up like hot, yeah, beauty, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 like totally. the attractive one. There's a whole other like it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know what it is, but she's got it, yeah, right,
1: totally. And like, it's or he, yeah, or he or she, but there's um. You know, there's several times Michael and I, I'll be like this, you know, person who's wearing all designer stuff, big old fat ring on their finger. Like just, you would think like most people would think they're the beauty. I, I don't find that attractive, but it's because you, they, their energy, their attitude, maybe, I don't know, whatever they're yeah. struggling with, you know, cause some of those people and some of those people are beautiful. Let me, you know, they are happy and they're confident and they do, they are beautiful. I'm not getting, you know, saying like that, I'm not putting any you know limits on that, That's but, okay. um, but like some of them, they're actually miserable people. And that's, you know, I know some of the richest people in the world are absolutely miserable and you can see it by looking at them. Well, they be- just don't look happy.
0: Well, it's because everything that they're doing, right? Like whether it's they're making their money or they're working out their body mm-hmm. or whatever is all in an effort to to validate themselves yes. or fill some sort of hole. void. Yes. Yeah. And
1: that's where I, so when I come in with my clients, like that's what I've, i I just like to remind people that like, like we don't you don't have to chase money if you want to chase money there's nothing wrong with that either but you don't have to chase money you don't have to chase big fancy things if you don't want to let's find what gets you ticking and gets you happy because that's one attractive and sexy and two you're going to then attract the people and the things that you need to be successful in that realm and that's what you know i that's all i try to focus on is like the mindset and the thought processes like that these people have
0: do you ever have your clients read
1: Yes. So I don't force it on people because I've learned with my husband. He loves to learn, um, but he hates reading. He sure. loves he loves to learn in other ways. So I personally love to read. Um, and so I always try to encourage people to read. But if they're like yelling, yeah, I don't have time or I don't want to make time to sit down and read a book. I'm like, cool. Uh, if you like learning, do you like to listen to podcasts? Do you like to read audio, or listen to audiobooks? Because in your car, like that could be one way. Maybe I, I highly encourage people walking because people very much under, uh, underestimate walking. And so I'm like, walk and listen to a podcast, even 20 minutes a day. Like that'll yeah. make not only a change on your physical and mental health, but then you're also learning too. So yes, I highly encourage reading or learning. This is, it's
0: an interesting thought I've had. I don't, I don't have one, um, right now, but it's something maybe I could, you know, it'd be interesting if you, for your clients, right. as like a value add or not a value add. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, I don't know. Value <laughs> I'm just thinking out loud. Like, what if you like had a reading list? Oh, I do. Oh, you do. Okay. Oh, or like, or clients, like a list of like podcasts yep, and audiobooks yep. and like, here you go.
1: Like, I don't have a podio- uh, podcast one yet. That's a good point. I'll make that. Um, but I do have a book one that I send out. And one of my clients, she literally will like text me every single time that she, she checks, checks on. Oh, she Oh, because she reads every lunch break, I guess. Oh, cool. And it's like a 30 minute lunch break. And she's like, I read every, bu-. so she's reading like three books a month that's and awesome. she's like just working her way through my list. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Do you have I atomic don't... habits? I, would I do. Yeah. Do you have essentialism? I don't yet. And that's read? on my list. Okay, to yeah. Read. So
0: Essentialism, one of the most impactful books that I've ever read. Oh, maybe I'll read that one next. And then Killing... You might... You might Jared's book is a really easy read. Okay. but Killing uh, Killing Comfort. comfort. Yeah, might I want to read that. Might be one worth listening okay. or reading to. I don't know if he has an audio version of it.
1: See, and I'm just now like... Kind of considering audiobooks because I, I just love I like holding em. a book in my hand. But I'm learning now as I get into real estate and running my business. I'm like, okay, I don't have as much time to sit down and read as much as I want to. So I am starting to get into audiobooks more.
0: What I've done is, is as I've gotten into audiobooks because I really don't care for them. But I'll listen to an audiobook, and if it sa- says something or what something like, oh, that hit me yeah. a certain way, I'll actually go out and buy the book.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah, I did that with one. But I don't want. Then I'm like, okay, what? What did I, you know? I'm. I just. I haven't gotten my niche yet like figure yeah. out my, my, my system well I
0: started yeah there's a book called the one thing heard of it yeah I listened to the audio book I couldn't do it yeah I was like this guy it is so over the top oh. cheesy I uh I couldn't stand the guy reading the book and then I was at this thing and my friend was reading and I was like how do you like that book I couldn't stand it and she was like oh it's amazing oh. I was like oh I was Listening to so it, so you just need to read it. I yeah. might need to read that. Book. There are and that's some. That's the books, hard part, right, yeah. about the audio book stuff. Yeah,
1: there are some that you just have to read.
0: So, so, well, no, so the whole life, yeah, and then real estate. Mm-hmm. You just got your license. Just
1: got in, got in with. So then that's funny. I'm, I, my brokerage is the name is Limitless Real Estate, and his I brand is the Limitless Mindset, and so I love it. I'm like, this is like exactly like What's where ab- I was supposed to be, it's right? A,
0: it's abundance. Yep. So here's a question I have for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're talking about habits over everything, mm-hmm. the whole life, what are, what's your, what's your daily habits?
1: Oh goodness. Well, yeah. So um, like, I, you, up- you, I mean,
0: you, cause we're right. And then this is the whole, this is the thing. Like, so I got up on my wall, movement is medicine. Mm-hmm. And one for me that motivates me when I'm not feeling like doing something, I'm like, wait a second. I'm the guy that's out here telling people to get moving. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so even if for me, that's, I don't have or found the time to like get a hardcore sweat on Mm -hmm. that's still okay. I'm going to, I'm going to hit some mobility right when I get home after the boy goes to bed or I'm going to go walk my neighborhood or get, see if I can get on the Facebook page again. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, so yeah. So like that's, that's one of our mantras here, right? Movement is medicine. Motion is lotion. But what (laughs) is, uh, My habits. What are some of your habits?
1: Some of mine. um, So I like to wake up early. um, And now my habits have recently shifted since I'm getting into real estate now. So now I get my workout in first thing in the morning. It used to be in the middle of the day. Um, But like I've had a morning routine for a really long time and it's just shifting now. So now my routine is obviously workout and then maybe do my morning routine. But I'm shifting towards making it an evening routine where I do my devotional and I do my intention setting. And so now I'm like since I'm doing it at night, my intention setting is for the next day and like reflecting on the day. But before, and when I did it first thing in the morning at like literally 435 in the morning, it would be setting my intentions for that day and reflecting on the previous day. So what's the process
0: look like for that? Cause um, I, I'm, so, I'm fascinated by this. Like yeah. I try to have, I try to have a morning routine, yeah. I Try, but like, and, and it's different. Everybody has sort of what works for them, but yeah. like, so you wake up 430 alarm yep. clock goes off. Mm-hmm. Do you hit the snooze button ever? Um, honestly, no. Okay. Nope. So don't hit the snooze button. You get up.
1: I'm, a, I'm usually up within about probably 30 to 60 seconds. I'm up. Sometimes I'll lay there for a second and just, you know, think for a minute. Like, okay, is it time to get up? But otherwise I'm usually up. Okay. I'm
0: not lying. Right. No, he's, he's, yeah. he's just going, no, she's shaking it. She's like, she's crazy. I am crazy. So yeah. then, okay. So you get up, get stuff out of bed mm-hmm. and then yeah, we, we, uh, do the normal yep. human stuff. Yep. And then what's the next thing?
1: Um, so before it was the gym, I would go for a morning walk. So then I go for a, I usually used to go for a 20 minute, um, or 23 minute walk listening to a podcast okay and then I come home and I start my coffee and I, um, then I sit down with my book in my little corner and I will do either, like I'll do my devotional first, which is like the Bible app and I'll just get oh, into cool. the word for a minute, a uh-huh. couple minutes. Um, and then have you heard of the 12 week year? No, no. Oh man. we can make a whole different podcast on that. So the 12 week year, it's essentially looking at your year as 12 weeks. So three months rather than 12 months, because a lot of people, when they make goals and they make it for the whole year in the first six months, they're like, uh, I got six more months. I'm good. I've got 12 more or eight more months. I'm good. And they just put it off. And instead, what you do is you make goals um, that in three for three months. So a quarter. So then every single, yes. And so then every single day I'm going in and, um, and it's very intentional. There's a whole book on it. It was such an easy read. I love it. There's a whole journal that I use for my first one, but now I'm just like, okay, I don't want to buy a $50 journal every 12 weeks. So I'm just going to buy my own journal and write it out myself. Um, but I have my three goals that I'm working on right now. And honestly, one, two, honestly all three of them I think I've already crushed and I'm only I'm on week seven or six I'm finishing up week six right now and so it's it's kind of cool because it breaks it down into daily little habits that you're making towards that specific goal yeah and even on the days that I like completely like have gone to crap and I just like didn't do anything I was supposed to do I'm still like okay I next day I'm like right back on like doing my things and so every morning I'm writing out my tactics that I'm working on that day and there's little things like so for instance um a lot of them is for one is building the whole life. You know, I, I had a goal of getting five new or th- I think five new clients in that 12 week year. Right. Or t- yeah. And I've already, cr- I'm, I think I'm on six. And I'm literally adding six in this past six weeks and I have six more weeks to go. It's like, that's why I told you I increased my prices. I'm like attracting more people. But so, um, one of those is just posting, getting more comfortable posting on social media because yeah. that's really uncomfortable for me. I really don't enjoy social media that much. Sure. So, um, one of, one of my daily tactics is like just to post on social media And as silly as that is because I should be thinking about that anyways it's like writing it down it's like it reminds my brain like hey, you're working towards a goal right now you need to post one post on social media today or whatever for sure. So I write out my tactics, I write out my three priorities and then then at the end of the day I'm writing out um, or end of the day or whatever whenever I reflect on it is the results from that day. what did I what did I accomplish that day? Reflections? So, you know, what obstacles did I face? And then I, I rate my day on a base of one to 10. How was that day today? Was it a four? Was it a 10? Yeah. I've never really had a 10 day just because there's always stressors. And I can, I consider that like, okay, maybe I'm at an eight. But sure. um, yeah, so that's what my goal setting and my intention setting looks like. I love um, but then I also like I have an alarm on my phone that goes off at 11 o'clock every day. And it asks me, have you taken a break today? Because a lot of people, they get so overwhelmed and so crazy busy that they never stop to take even a 10, five minute break to, like, breathe. Disconnect from all sounds. So I don't turn on – I have no music. I have no phone. um, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm usually – it's either driving or just sitting still somewhere and just, like, thinking, how is this day going? Am I on track? Do I need to shift anything? Am I – how am I feeling? You know, just kind of just stopping for a second.
0: Yeah, never underestimate the power of – Stillness. Yep. Like if you have, I've. If you have a a problem in your life, mm-hmm. or something going on, I challenge anybody. Take ten minutes, or five. Yeah. And literally stop, shut everything out mm-hmm. and just think. Yes. And I guarantee you will get further with that problem yes. than any other time.
1: Yep. And so that's something I work on with my clients is like helping them come up with the, the right questions to ask during those breaks sure. that are, that are helpful to them. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, you know, that's one of my habits. Another habit is like, I try not to look at, unless I'm posting on social media in the morning, which I've gotten away from, I try not to even open my social media apps until like. 11 10 o'clock so i'm not spending my morning because i mean we all we all struggle with this random scrolling yeah so i try not to do that sometimes i'm better than others yeah Um, and then like, you know, as far as like my food, I drink a lot of water. That's a habit of mine. Yep. Anytime I drink like a flavored something, I will never drink it back to back with another flavor. So I will always Mm. drink, like I have my coffee. So next I'm going to drink a whole, my hydro flask of water. And then after that, if I want a flavor, if I'm like kind of over water, I'll have a flavor of some sort, whether... It's, you know, a, a, an ice drink or a vitamin water, whatever. And then I'll go back to my water and I just go back and forth. So I'm getting plenty of water, yeah. um you know, in my day, but it's also enjoying it because that's what's the, the key to doing anything is just making sure you enjoy it. Right. What my little mantra that I like to tell people is that you, there's going to come a day you can stop working if you want to. That's called retirement. You know, if, if you have... lucky that if you're lucky enough to retire um and there's a day you might stop exercising as hard like crossfit or something sure you know that's called old age Um, but there's never going to be a day where you stop eating until you're on your deathbed. And then even on your deathbed, you usually have like fluids coming in you. Like they put an IV in you or whatever, right? right? Like that's how morbid, like it's morbid, but it's how how real it is. So you need to find what works for you, which every person is different. So, you know, some people like paleo, some people like macro counting, some people like intermittent fasting, some people like X, Y, and Z. I am just the type of person. I just want to enjoy it. And I love candy. I love chips. Yeah, actually, I love all I've that stuff. That. So yeah, so I'm, I know my sucker addiction. Uh, so I, I just, I enjoy fruits and veggies and I also enjoy my, my other foods that aren't as nutritious and that's what I'm, that's why I enjoy what I eat, you that's know? Awesome. And so I'm never going to stop that.
0: I love, I love the, the, the food thing. It also brings to mind, have you seen that video of Arnold Schwarzenegger? They asked, he's like in his like, I think our, our, is he like in his seventies now. Yeah. But they asked him some, somebody asked him like, so are you going to work out tomorrow? And he's like, of course. And the guy's like, well, why? <laughs> he's like, cause I worked out yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, cause he's like, well, think about it this way. He's like, cause I ate breakfast yesterday mm-hmm. and I ate breakfast today and I'll eat breakfast tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. He's like, so that's the same reason why I'm going to work out exactly. because I did it yesterday. Yeah i'm doing it today small habits and I'll man. Do it, yeah yeah so it's just one of the, like that habit
1: and that's the same with exercises like you not everybody has to do crossfit you don't have to do bodybuilding you don't have to be a runner like like i know somebody who he hates running but he runs every day and i'm like bro like i mean good for you i'm glad you're doing it but maybe find something that there's you other enjoy. ways there's other ways to get cardio go, like i want you to enjoy it go do zumba yeah <laughs> At least you have good music going. Fun fact, I, yeah. took,
0: I took a few Zumba classes. I've taken a couple. Backwards. It is fun. Yeah. It was actually a lot of fun. Yeah. I was also single and thought it might be a good way to meet women. Oh, dear
1: God. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just all about enjoying life because I just feel like life is too short to be doing stuff that you aren't enjoying. 100%. So food, exercise, the people you surround yourself with, the things you do, like, yeah, just enjoy it. Life's too short.
0: 100%. You know? well, so enjoy your life. Habits over everything. Yeah. Bye by real estate yep. from Lindsay. Actually that last part real quick before is one of the greatest things that I had heard was it's one of the core values of um the ready state. Mm. So Kelly's 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 thing they and then it's also become one of the uh core values of this mastermind that I'm that I'm a part of. Uh-huh. But I love it because it's this whole idea of enjoying your life, right? But they're and and so I've tried to steal it borrow it or use it as mm-hmm. well but the it's do dope shit with dope people oh that's one of the yeah. core. that's one of the, their business i love it their business core values is do dope shit with dope people that's cool and so they're like look oh and then the other one is, is if it's not a hell yes it's a no yeah yeah which is crazy like those two things even if you did those two like you just lived your life by that yeah like your life would be so, like so much better
1: again right like getting to your deathbed and like reflecting and like thinking like thinking fondly about all the memories and experiences you have that's that's the goal right
0: yeah that's the goal and i love like this habits over everything and 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 different messages resonate with different people right like habits over everything is really the same thing as what jocko says Mm -hmm. but his is discipline equals freedom yes right exactly but like those two things are the same but they appeal to two mm-hmm. totally different people. And, totally. and he's absolutely right. If you have habits, if you're right too, like if you have habits, if you have them and you incorporate them slowly over time, yep. like you have the freedom to do whatever you absolutely. want. So, where, Lindsay, where can people find you on the socials, on the mm-hmm. interwebs, in person? Yeah. You, promote yourself.
1: Yeah. So in uh very basic habits over everything.com, you can find me there. Um, and that'll connect you with me or on social media. My name is now it's Lindsay Paconi AZ. Mm. But if you uh, like look up the whole life too, I'm per, I'm sure you'll, something will pop up with me. Um, or habits over everything. So then on Facebook, same Lindsay Paconi. Um, yeah. And I, I, I love it. No, post we'll, real we'll, estate, post yeah. whole life, post personal stuff.
0: So we'll put all that stuff in the show notes. Cool. Um, This was awesome. Thank you. I'm so so I'm so glad we got to do this. I appreciate you. you coming in.